Self-love, a term that is thrown around a lot. But this is what I'm going to tell you right now. Having strong self-love will lead to more happiness, more fulfilling relationships, higher levels of achievement, and better health. And so why are we not all running towards self-love? What are the barriers to self-love? In today's episode, we're going to go through three of the most common myths about self-love, especially as they relate to working moms. We're going to dismantle each one of them. And then afterwards, we'll see how many people are running towards self-love. I'm going to guess it's going to be all of you and me. (laughs) Hi there, I'm Sarah Kornblit, founder of Thriving Working Mom. I'm a social worker and mother of four little ones. My goal is to be able to teach and inspire working moms to recognize that even with the stress or chaos or busyness going on, they can still find joy, peace, and fulfillment. Download the self-love self-assessment tool that I included in the worksheets for today's episode. You can use the link in the episode description or download it at thethrivingworkingmom.com forward slash three. Many of the most important and most effective tools when it comes to improving our emotional health are so simple. So simple, in fact, that we feel like we need to seek out a much more complex solution. We just feel like Something so simple is too easy. Unfortunately, with that mindset, we miss out on these wonderfully simple to understand and easy to achieve solutions. Self-love is one of these. And so for better or for worse, self-love is a concept that is thrown around a lot all over social media. Self-love, self-care, self-esteem, self-this, self-that. And when you hear it so often, it loses some of its meaning. And so today, we're going to push aside any feelings you may have from being overexposed to this concept, and we're going to start from scratch by debunking some myths and having a clear understanding of what self-love is. To love yourself is to believe that you are worthy of goodness joy, success, and love. And to not love yourself can be an enormous block to achieving these wonderful things. There are these three myths that really, really get in the way. And if you buy into these myths, you are missing out on all of these wonderful things in life. So let's go through them one by one. Myth number one. Self-love means less focus or energy to direct toward the other people in my life. Let's just say this. Love is not a finite resource. Not sure if you've heard this common analogy. Love is like a flame. You can keep sharing the flame and it will not diminish any part of your original flame or the other flames that you lit. For working moms, though, this often really is referring to time. So the self-love then comes into 
Am I going to devote time to myself over time for my kids? So I have 15 minutes to spare. Who should it be used for? Okay. Let's take a step back. When you have two children and you love both of them and they both need you, how do you decide which one to take care of first? I'll tell you what I do. It's like this super quick, usually subconscious triage situation where I just determine whose needs are greater right now, whose need is more immediate, who can handle waiting. When you take self-love and add it to the picture, instead of just looking at those two kids and their needs, you're also looking at yourself and your needs. And you're also weighing your own needs, not just the needs of the people around you. And this is why so many working moms have a hard time with it because they feel guilty or they feel like it's selfish or self-focused to take care of themselves in, let's say, a five-minute quick window rather than spending it with their children. The thing is, is that the opposite of this myth is true. When you are able to love and value yourself and put your needs at least on par with the needs of everyone else around you, you will be able to love and value the people in your life in a fuller way. When you are happier and when you feel better about who you are, the value and quality of what you're giving is just on another level. Also, if you don't love yourself and you don't value yourself and or value or prioritize your needs, unfortunately, you may unconsciously project some of that onto the people around you, which will also diminish the quality of the care you give them. And so valuing yourself will help you provide more value to the people around you. Myth number two, self-love will lead to arrogance. We can all imagine the person who walks into the room and just gives off that vibe, I am God's gift to mankind. Who wants to be like that? Not me, not you, but that guy does. (laughs) But other than that, We don't want to be working toward that. And so how do we make sure that in working towards self-love and valuing ourselves and seeing the strength in ourselves that we don't accidentally turn into this highly egotistical, arrogant person? With all traits in life, there are extremes. There are with self-love, that this concept of loving yourself, on the low, 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 low end is self-deprecation. I'm the worst. What's wrong with me? I am just a waste of space. That's like really, really the lowest end of low self-value. And an extreme other side could be, I am just the best. And so as with anything else, with a mature worldview, we are trying to achieve balance. We're not going for an extreme. And to work towards self-love does not have to mean that you're working towards arrogance or if you by mistake go a little too far, you'll be in the arrogant zone. 
It's all about the internal dialogue. I'll give you an example. When you're working towards self-love and you tell yourself, I am the best, everyone should listen to me, my ideas are better than everyone else's, okay, with that inner dialogue, that's the road to arrogance. But with the inner dialogue of, I am worthy of goodness, I am worthy of love, I have strengths and I have a lot that I can contribute to the world, that's a very different path and a very different end goal. And so if you are using that kind of dialogue, internal dialogue to achieve self-love, chances are you're not ending up as that arrogant person walking into the room. Myth number three, self-love will lead to lower achievement. I'm not sure if you've thought about this before, but I know that many people have. When you are an achiever and you are employed and you like to get things done, you may encourage yourself by being a tough coach. I need to do this. This, this needs to happen. What's wrong with me? Da, 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 da. Right? Sometimes we have this like really tough and harsh inner coach pushing us to succeed. And it's scary to think about letting that go because if we don't have that drive, will we just sit back and do nothing? And so this brings us back to the message I was trying to give over with myth number two. Everything has extremes. We don't need to totally get rid of that coach. We need to help that coach be more supportive and firm, that's fine, and push us to succeed but not in a way that brings us down. Ultimately, we can still be motivated and have drive and love ourselves. Also, when we love and value ourselves, we can achieve even more because we will believe in our ability to achieve and succeed and add value and make a difference And so it's a different level of achievement. But it is important to realize that we don't need to get to this space of, I'm so wonderful just sitting here doing nothing and I don't ever need to do anything ever because I love myself. That's not something I would advocate for. And so it's really about the balance. And also, as a note about self-love in general, Self-love is not binary. Yes, I love myself. No, I don't love myself. As with other relationships in life, our relationship with ourselves is ever-evolving and something that we are going to be working with for our entire lives. There might be times where we're stronger with our self-love, maybe times that we're struggling. And so we don't ever have to think that our self-love is just all or nothing, present or not present. When we're able to see that variation and that scale, it can be helpful and help us realize we're not starting at zero. So what's the next step for you on your journey towards self-love? Long-standing habits, especially with the inner voice, can feel overwhelming to change, but they are changeable. So I always recommend starting 
with shifting your inner voice. You have an inner narrator who is telling your story and you can have a conversation with that narrator and say, yeah, we're going to shift the tone of this story. Sounds simple. It may be clear, like I said earlier, but it doesn't mean it's easy. One of the practical manifestations of self-love is self-care. When you love someone, you want to take care of them. You love your child, you want to take care of them. You love yourself, you want to take care of yourself. I have made a guide for busy working moms, just like me, to be able to take care of yourself in really short windows, which are realistically is all we got sometimes. And so the ideas in this guide, five minutes or less. And additionally, I go through redefining self-care for this busy life we have. To check it out, go to the episode notes or go to the thrivingworkingmom.com. I'd love to hear from you. Are there really big myths or concerns about self-love that I didn't address today? Reach out to me, Sarah at thethrivingworkingmom.com. I will get that email and do my best to respond as quickly as possible. Remember to rate and share this episode and help, help us reach as many working moms as possible. Make sure to tune in for episode four. Take care. Mm-hmm.